Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my soul renegade sound studios here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. I have a question for you. What do these names all have in common? Joel Hoekstra. Joel Koshy. Troy Patrick Farrell. E.J. Curse. Brett Michaels. CeCe DeVille. Bobby Dahl. Ricky Rocket. Tracy Guns. Eric Brittingham. The late, great Jeff Labar. Well, these guys have all worked with or had a supergroup of sorts with my guest this week. My guest is Brandon Gibbs. This guy is an outstanding talent, singer, songwriter, guitar player. Man, you know, he he's living the life that movies are written about, right? Grows up in small town Iowa, has big dreams of rock and roll and yeah, he's living them out. He's he's living his dreams. It's incredible. All of this talent, and he's a really, really good guy. Man, I think that you're absolutely going to dig this. This is going to be such a fun time. I want to introduce you to my buddy, Brandon. Just before we do that, I want to let you guys know there's a little bit of background noise, and this isn't necessarily the best audio. So, uh, you know, just bear with us. Regardless, I think that this is going to come across just fine. So without further ado, here's my interview with Brandon Gibbs. Enjoy. Well, all right. I'm hanging out here with Brandon Gibbs. Dude, where are you these days, man? How's it going? Hey, brother. Thanks for having me on. Um, right now I'm in Iowa. I, I have a home in Iowa um, after Devil City Angels got signed. Um the the travel increased for me and i i had at the time a baby and um my now wife and i wanted to give her the the upbringing that i had which was around grandmas and grandpas and cousins sure enough. and um the only thing i needed really was to be by an airport and um we achieved that and so i'm a midwest boy proud midwest boy actually yeah and so yeah man I, I record in uh in tennessee and and um i hub out of iowa and it's pretty it's pretty simple over here well that's crazy man because i mean it's your story is you know just stop me if you've heard this one before but midwestern guy has these big rock and roll dreams you know what i mean and <laughs> And, you know, uh, you know, Midwest boy done good. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yep. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Tell me a little bit about that upbringing, man. Tell me about how you discovered the music and, you know, how you knew this is what you wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, it was my, my, my parents and the majority of, of my family were played musical instruments. My mom and dad had a little country band and um, and they would... Uh, you know, they'd play twice a week and I was always helping, you know, carrying gear. And then I would eventually fall asleep on the stage. They, they would do four, four one hour sets. And um, so it, I was just super interested. I loved I love gear. Um, I love the way the gear looked, uh, the, you know, the choruses, the songs. And um, eventually I had the courage to ask my dad. I said, you know, I would like to buy I would like to see if I could work a deal with you to get an electric guitar. Well, the first time he bought me a bass, it was a swing and a miss. Nah. And, uh, and so my, my twin brother and I, 
um, who later became the Gibbs brothers, um, we just, we finally, you know, got guitar and drums and were just engulfed in a, a huge passion for music. And, um, so I had grandma and grandpa and mom and all these, you know, these wonderful, these wonderful, uh, influences in my life pushing me to do what I, what I want to do for a living. I never had any naysayers. And, um, so it just, kind of snowballed from there um all you know my sister sings she she doesn't do it for a living she doesn't want to she goes out on the road with me from time to time yeah wow beautiful singer and a beautiful voice excuse me and then um i just it was in our family there was no way to escape it now you were saying that you're you're a twin yes right wow man yeah yeah so i remember I remember because I'm I'm living in the Midwest as well, and I remember those stories of the Gibbs brothers, yeah. and uh, you know a lot of the, the kind of blues rock and and stuff like that, killing guitar player, oh thank you, you know stuff like that, and uh, you know so where is your brother these days? Um, Brent is uh, he he got out of the music business about twelve thirteen years ago, and became a police officer. Which wow! I, yeah, I tell it. Uh, you know, when I go out on the road with like Joel Hoekstra of White Snake, I have a a section in the show where I do speak about Brent and about his law enforcement, um, one, a law enforcement experience that I witnessed that kind of changed my perspective on what he does. And um, he's a very, very um, respected officer, and uh, he's a he's a still a, he's a fan of mine, which means a lot. And uh, I miss him every day, you know, on the on the drums and songwriting. But he's right where he needs to be, and um, he pushes me, and I push back. It's it's a really good relationship. Oh man, I mean, you you touched with you know <clears throat> doing some stuff with Joel and whatnot. But before we get into that, I am intrigued just by something that you just said that you had a section of the show where you would talk about your brother. Yeah, and uh, how. I guess what he's doing has really changed your life. Could you tell us a little bit about that? So I, I was out with the uh, half of Cinderella. Um, we had a group, if you remember the 80s band Cinderella. Absolutely. Um, I was out with half of them. I had Eric Brittingham and Jeff Labar, and we formed a group called Cheap Thrill, and we'd play Cinderella tunes and Brandon Gibbs tunes. And, oh, and excuse me, we had a um, the drummer from Collective Soul. So we would add a Collective Soul song or two. It was it was a really great tight package, and we actually toured the world. We toured oh, man. Um, cruise ships. We toured you know Europe and 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 just uh, and all over you know um, the the USA, but uh, in Canada. Um, well, we were going through Iowa. We had a show or a, sh- a run of shows that brought us through Iowa, and ironically. When we would come through Iowa, at the time I was living in Nashville, and so were they. And uh, we would come through Iowa. I'd always call my, uh, I always call two two people, my grandmother and my brother. I'd call my grandma because we needed a place to stay. <laughs> and uh, it was so funny because she absolutely loved housing these guys. She met so many, so many what would people call rock stars, I guess, and right. they all slept in her little house, and she made bacon and eggs for him. It was just, it was a time of our lives. But I called uh, my brother and I said, Hey man, I'd like to, I'd like to see what, uh, what you're doing. And, and 
um, experience a little bit. You know, I know of those things they call ride alongs. Right. And, right. Yeah. And it's acceptable. And I, can I qualify or uh, ask to do one? And he said, yeah. He said, why don't you come to, uh, come to the agency in Fort Madison, you know, 7 AM hop in and we'll just see what happens. And, um, he cleared it with the higher ups. And so I was out cruising in a cop car and, and, uh, like, that's kind of cool. And, the day went on, uh, and nothing happened. The day went on, nothing happened. Maybe a stop sign, something, you know, violation, whatever. Right. And I thought, well, shit, man. I said, well, we really have a good time being in a band, and I don't really understand why you're you're tied to this now. And all of a sudden, that call came in, and uh, there was like a seven-year-old walking across the street, and and she was physically struck by a vehicle. Oh, my God. Right. And so I hear this over the radio and he looked at me. He's like, well, you can get out now if you don't want to be, a, be see this. And I said, well, I came here to, to really see what you do. And anyways, crowd of people around this young lady who's having the worst day of her life. And uh, no one really knows what to do. She wants her parents. Um, and he it was the hottest day of the year, by the way. It was so oh, hot. Man. So, you know, him vest and everything. He goes through there sweating and he, he, you know, held her hand and he spoke with her and, and he promised, he gave her a promise. You're going to see your parents and I'm going to make sure that you get to, uh, where you can get some help and your parents are going to be there. I'm a police officer. And I think he said a little prayer with her and, and, um, and she, it was like at that moment, um, her pain went away. She trusted that guy. She trusted the dude with the, with the badge and the right. promise. And, uh, it just meant so much to me. And then afterwards they, they get her in the ambulance. Um, and, uh, he, you know, said his goodbyes. I'm going to meet you at the hospital. I'm going to deliver that promise. You're going to talk to your parents. And then, um, you know, he went back to his, 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 uh, squad car and just kind of put his head in his hands like this. And I, I asked him, you know, I get it. Well, I didn't ask him. I said, I get it. I I totally get it. And what you did was outstanding. It was outside of amazing. It was, um, you took her eyes off her mangled leg and she trusted you. And, um, that was, that was, that kind of sealed the deal for me with, with law enforcement. I'm a dad. And, uh, it's just nice to know that if, if the possibility of the worst day ever for our children happens, that we have people like him and, and other officers that would, would do that. Oh man, that's powerful. And I too, uh, I'm, I'm a father as well. And actually today is my daughter's first birthday. Happy first so, birthday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there you go, Elise. Happy birthday, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's powerful because again, you know, I'm a father as well to, to a little girl. And so I, yeah. as you're telling the story, I'm, really just I'm thinking about her and what if that was her and uh, man I thank you so much for sharing that that's deep and that's powerful oh you bet real powerful man well I'd like to thank my bandmates for for letting me share that um I'm I'm just so you know I don't try and roll through the show with um one after another so to speak I actually like to connect and uh I like to connect more often than not as a as a father and as a parent and you, you just see the people kind of going, I feel it, I get it. And, uh, right. and I thank them for letting me share that 
that that story each night instead of just plowing through the the set. And that's awesome, and that's a, that's a great way to connect. You know, that's that's very real. It's very honest. It's very vulnerable. Thank you. you know, and I think that that's such a, a, a really beautiful trait that you have, and it comes across very much in your music, I think. So for those of you that, that know Brandon, you guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those of you that don't, check this out. He is one of those guys who's the, the, the singer, songwriter, guitar player. But when I tell you about a songwriter, this guy is a songwriter he is incredible has a wonderful voice killing guitar player man yeah dude so tell me about how you came to songwriting how did you your melodies your melodies your voice stuff like that i mean you got a real gift man yeah you got a real gift tell me about how uh how you came to discover uh this uh, this uh gift of songwriting well um Thank you for your kind words, and and you have no idea how much they mean to me. I'm I'm very grounded these days, and um, and I I just appreciate every kind thing someone says, and it and I will take that energy and say something else to somebody. You made my night by that. Just oh, thanks. To let you know. Um, so songwriting, songwriting was. Um, in the Gibbs brothers, it was my brother's gift, to be honest. Um, I was the melody guy. I would roll the melody on the guitar. I'd come up and I'd say, you have to dance around this. So write lyrics to this. And he would. And it was pretty cool little arrangement. Well, after 10 years of that, at 22, 24, something like that, when that band ended, you know, I just trusted Brent with, uh, his name's Brent. I trusted him with, uh, that area that was our workflow and um and i just had to pick up the pieces after he moved on so it was um, a necessity kind of thing well it was it was either that or just kind of give up the dream of playing music um i i didn't want to be necessarily after the gibbs brothers are done i didn't really want to be uh, in another group um I, I didn't want to just jump into something i wanted to explore what i had I wasn't very confident, though. And um, I actually just wrote a story on Facebook earlier about Chris Cornell and how I heard one song. I just was talking about him going, when I'm down. Anyways, he 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 did this song, um, him and a piano, and I was in a bad spot. Um, I didn't know if I was going to play music again. I, I just loved what I was doing so much. And I, I heard it, and I, I thought, it's just him and a piano, and he's singing with such conviction. Mm-hmm. And his lyrics are honest, and they're they're not normal lyrics that you hear. They they sometimes don't necessarily rhyme. They sometimes fall on an odd time signature. But he's singing it with just another person, and um, or maybe just him and his guitar. Sure. And I thought, if you can deliver a message like that, or deliver a performance like that, with just your guitar, then why do I need? Why do I need someone to accept me into a band? Why why can't I start? writing my own my own story right and it was just like that um that changed my life and i went in and started buying recording sessions and and singing more and you know next thing i know uh, people you know espn took one of my songs (laughs) right on and by accident by the way it's funny well it's not by accident uh for me but for the other person there was a song called This Town that I wrote 
and I essentially wrote it about my time in, in um, I, I don't live in Burlington, uh, Fort Madison area anymore, which is where I grew up, southeast right. corner of Iowa. Um, but I had a good time there. And uh, I, the best times I had was when I stopped worrying so much and would go out on like John boats and uh, my friends would pick me up in their cars and we'd go dirt, ro- you know, d- off dirt road and we'd stop, have a beer. You know, those are the best times. And, and I forgot about how much I love that. And I wrote this song about that. Well, um, Courtney Forrest from John Forrest Racing, we had some mutual friends and she was racing at the time. And she made a funny workout video, right, for, for her to race this man. And um, she just used one of my songs. That's she, awesome. she, she used this town. Now, it was just a YouTube video of her working out. And, like, it was cute. It was – and um, anyways, it, it, you know, I thought, well, that's really great. Some other Brandon <laughs> got a message that, hey, we, we really like your song from ESPN. We really like your song, This Town. And uh, this guy had no idea. <laughs> they, they, someone got a mix-up. Well, I was in Atlanta with Cinderella bassist Eric Brittingham. We had a show there, and I got a call on the way home back to Nashville that ESPN wants your song. And um, they finally figured out who you, who wrote it. And That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, man, it was like my, my now wife and I were at a, a little sports bar and I was doing shows. I just got to Nashville, I was doing shows. And then all of a sudden you see, you know, this blast of a, a dragster going down the road and you see brought to you by Brandon Gibbs. And, um, yeah, there's really no going back after that. <laughs> right. I guess not. I guess I like, not. Maybe I can do this. I don't know. Absolutely. And just to think, and I, and it's, it's interesting to me because you brought up Chris Cornell and you brought up that particular song when I'm down, that whole record was incredible. Was it euphoria morning? Yes, it was euphoria morning. So I can get that right, but I can't remember the song. (laughs) (laughs) So euphoria morning was just, I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. Everybody, you know, it really is. Everybody was, was, you know, they, they knew him from Soundgarden. They knew the whole Temple of the Dog thing. Right. They didn't really know that side of him, you know. And, and you know, that guy had so many layers, yeah. so many levels. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I, I've always found him very fascinating just because of that. You know, yeah. he can he he can get as rocking as, as the next guy or he can get so deep and move mm-hmm. you like he did with you and uh when he you know did when i'm down it's incredible he, it's such a loss man such a sad sad loss and so we have we have chris cornell to thank for for you to come out of your shell and 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 do your thing yeah so tell me about this now so we're kind of coming into brandon gibbs the solo guy but you also you You've had some amazing collaborations. You've had, um, you know, obviously the what latest one is the Campfire Tour with Joel Hoekstra, right? And you right. also had Cheap Thrill, and you also had uh, uh, the Devil City Angels. How did all of this come about? Just you know, post Chris Cornell, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm hanging out with my brother. My brother's not there anymore. Right. And ESPN finds the right Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They find the right. Well. Um... It, it it just I wasn't afraid and it, I wasn't afraid to knock on doors. And I, I had toured with Eric Brittingham 
uh, slightly in the past. The Gibbs brothers had opened up for Cinderella a few times and, um, and poison, uh, several times. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just call my friends. I mean, I text with these guys all the time, but we're just not on the same wavelength. And I call them, Hey, you know what, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to do it? And the first, uh, the first w- was uh, Jeff Labar, the late, great Jeff Labar. God, man, I miss that guy too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Eric Brittingham and, um, we put together the band and, um, we didn't really have any expectations other than going out, having fun and, and, um, playing shows. We wanted to play shows. That was the deal. It wasn't so much recording. It was, we wanted to go out and perform live and, uh, we did. And we toured, we toured like it was ridiculous. Um, after cheap thrill kind of hit a plateau, well, and my, maybe it was more me than, than them. I wanted to establish just a little bit better of a recording career. And, um, you know, because it's, you know, you can, you confront a group, but the music that you make stays here on earth when you go, you know what I mean? And I always keep that in the back of my head. Well, we, we put cheap thrill to rest for a while. Um, everyone did. And, um, my parents came over to Nashville. They were in Nashville, um, visiting and I came out to the car and I was going to take them down to Broadway and just show them around, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed doing. And, uh, I told them, I said, you know what? I'm not doing cheap thrill. Um, I made a decision and, uh, I just remember the silence in the vehicle and, uh, really, uh, then no one spoke. I went back in the house. I go, I got to get my cell phone. I left it in the house. I go in the house, grab my cell phone. I start the car before I put it in drive. I just check my messages and Ricky rocket had sent me a message from poison. And he said, uh, you, me, Tracy guns, let's talk. And he said, Oh, you know, you know, what are we thinking? He goes, well, let's talk. So jumped on a phone call. They want to do create a group and, um, have me sing and play guitar. They were itching to get out. Poison had some, some things where this Brett was going this way. And, and uh, essentially Ricky just wanted to make music. Right. And, and, um, so we got together and then we decided that it would be best to bring Eric Brittingham because of our history to play bass. Great choice and a, a dear friend of mine. We flew to L.A. and we started plinking around in the studio, and, um, just getting to know each other. It was like four days of that. We took one photo, and all of a sudden we got a call um, from a record company that was interested, and wow. we're like, "We're like, yeah, well, we'll let you know what we come up with." You know, we went out on tour. And we were just going to go have fun. We played the song. We recorded two songs. I believe it was All My People, which is a former Gibbs Brothers song. We redid it. And then a song called No Angels. And we went on tour. We just jumped on a bus and started going out and making making our way. And and the importance of that was to get to know each other better. How you know? cool. Well, during that tour, we got signed by Century Media. And so after the tour, we we came home to make the devil city angels record and uh, self-titled devil city angels record. Once we got off tour and the record came out, there's a little lull and I got asked to go sing for a group called the special guests. 
which was um, all of Poison minus Brett Michaels. So I was. Oh this, wow! I was. So this you were thing. Brett. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, it was a very, very humbling um, experience because that's a very those are large shoes to fill. Sure. And so, um, so we we did that in 2015. I did their shows. And let's see here. Then I got a solo record deal, uh, you know, as a writer and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's so I've been doing Brandon Gibbs and I've been doing collaborations still as well. Um, I just got my kind of I just try and surround myself with just fun, interesting people that make me happy. And hopefully I make happy. Sure. I'm, I'm not trying to. uh win the universe over i just want to write great songs uh hopefully great songs that resonate and that that come from my heart and so that's a little bit of where everything's kind of how everything started how would you describe your music um i you know i grew up on uh, country blues a little bit of gospel and rock came later so my music's a little bit more mainstream it's a little bit I, I i draw from classic rock influences i draw from some of that gospel world and then i draw from blues and it seems to go almost like anybody could listen to it and get something out of it so i don't know the term mainstream well enough but i think it's right down the middle sure and that's that's the best way and it may not be for somebody maybe it's a little too preachy for for somebody but the fact is i'm just trying to say that i'm thankful and and um for you know a lot of people are scared to say they're thankful i am not i know where everything happened and how it happened and so i'll i just tend to write about it your candor the way that you present yourself you know your 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 vulnerability your your genuine self really comes through man i mean it's it's a pleasure you know just talking with you and hearing about this oh, and then going you. and digging into you know into your catalog so yeah man i want to go ahead and play one of your songs right now could you please tell us a little bit about lost boys lost boys yes sir lost boys happened during the pandemic um we were losing all kinds of artists tom petty we lost you know uh, eddie van halen we lost so many people, I mean, it, and some of that might be outside of the timeline, but I, we also lost, the artists lost an audience, and, and the fans lost their artists. We all were disconnected for the first time and I don't know how long, right? And um, during this, you see riots on TV, and you see all this, and um, I was just like, I've never, I mean, I've been doing this for so long, I've never felt so unconnected with an audience and I feel like the audience, you know, these people work blue collar, they buy tickets and that is their jam and we can no longer come see them. I, I just felt disconnected. And, um, like I say in the songs, uh, the song, all our Kings have gone home, um, left to wonder all alone. I learned to play so I'd be saved. Hey, can you hear me from the grave? I'm hollering at Stevie. I'm hollering at everyone. Hey, I'm lost. And so that's the song. Wow, man, that's heavy. And we're going to check it out right now. Lost Boys by Brandon Gibbs. Move from the five four. 
That is such a killer tune. Thank you. You have so many sides to you as well. Now you can call it mainstream, but you know, you, you have a definite rock and roll sound. You show your influences quite well, yet you create something that is still very, very you and very, very unique. So I dig it, man. That's the goal, brother. I mean, I, I can't ride off of, you know, previous, uh, things i have to do what i gotta do and and it's a different road you know a lot of people know the people i've played with there's a lot of people that are still not sure who i am right and um to tackle that is um that's you know that's a job and i'm i'm up for it and the only payoff is honest to god the only payoff is i just want like if when it's my time to go i want my daughter be able to go to the record collection and and go that's dad that's yeah. all right 
you touched on something just now, and you know it, it might be the elephant in the room in a sense. You know, you have these these guys who are well known. They've been around the block. You know, they've they've had the magazine covers. They've had the videos. You know, and they came around at a time where I mean, it was just you know excess Nuts. and exposure and, and craziness. And then here's you know Midwest. You know, Brandon Gibbs. You know. Big heart, you know, real, you know, just a, just a, a, you know, good guy, right? How do you feel in that position where you are working with these guys who who have the name, if you will, and sure. you know, here here you are, you know, just like you said, sometimes you'd be feeling, you know, some really big shoes or just you know, just sharing the stage with with people like that, yeah. How does that make you feel, and what do you do to, I guess, put your best foot forward, if you will? Well, the the first thing I do is when I'm asked to sing for any group or play for any group is I'm not going to replicate who they who they previously have been with um, at all. I'm not going to I'm I'm not doing a play. Um, it's going to be me, and um, it's going to sound like me doing the best I can to help, you know, their song. And I think that has been a wise choice for me. Um, it'd be very, very easy for me to throw on a cowboy hat and a bandana and, and strut like Mr. Michaels has perfected already. And I didn't, (laughs) I didn't do that. And, um, and I won't, um, I think I became a little bit known for bringing it, but, uh, doing it authentically um, and so it's just a tip of the hat to, to the guys I'm standing on stage with, but also not being disrespectful to a singer who, you know, might hear it later. Um, it's, so I, you know, you look around, you go, oh, this is pretty damn cool. This is awesome. All right. Now I'm going to handle myself like a pro and, um, and not, not act. I'm going to be legit. So. Right. Well, it seems like the respect is definitely there from, you know, from the guys in the band, you know, knowing that they have what they have and knowing that they chose you, man. The, the, you know, everyone's been really great. Everyone's been super great. I have never had to ask to do a project, which, you know, knock on wood, I've right. never asked. I've been asked. Um, and that goes a long ways for me. And um, in return, I will do whatever I can to help those guys out that have helped me out. That's wonderful, and, man. And they know that. And even, you know, even Brett Michaels asked me to, uh, excuse me, his guitar player needed to fill in. And um, I had already been playing with the other guys. Uh, and I just said, yeah, I said, I love Brett. He's a friend of mine. And so there's, you know, it was just a, it's kind of a brotherhood. I just want to help out the way people have helped me out. That's it. That's awesome, man. And again, you got just a really good head on your shoulders and, and the respectfulness, man, that, that, that's, that goes so far. You know, I was in martial arts when I was a kid, my dad put me in martial arts and he was in martial arts. And, um, I just remember any time I didn't make eye contact or any time I shook a hand and looked down or any time I did, I said, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was yes, sir. And, um, and, and thank you. And, um, I credit a lot of that. It just comes. I don't know how else to talk to somebody 
that that I'm that I don't know uh, other than please and thank you. And um, and I credit that to martial arts because I was yeah no it's not yeah it's yes sir <laughs> yes man you know right right between martial arts and just having a good old upbringing you know it, yeah. that's kind of what uh, it seems like it seems like your family is, is you know very very you know they 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 raised you well they raised you right you know at the, and, well at the same time they're they're all batshit crazy um, <laughs> we we have we have so much fun. Uh, we pick on each other. We're the type of family that, uh, yeah, you can you can jack with that guy for just about this long, but you know I'll get involved at some point if it goes too far. But I'm gonna jack with that guy till it's the cows come home. You know, All right on. <laughs> my brother, my dad. I mean, we go nuts on each other. So it's just a, it's a pretty cool little family we got here. Man, well, tell me about some of the influences that you have, because, again, you're a tremendous singer and a tremendous guitar player. So, I mean, let's go ahead and start with guitar. Who do you who do you look at as, uh, you know, guitar heroes? Well, Stevie Ray Vaughan was was uh, a big influence. Uh, he changed my life, actually. Um, I, I've n- I never heard someone play with so much aggression, but so much passion and and. Um, and gentleness when he needed to, um, BB King, you know, anytime he played a note, you knew it was him, right. uh, his phrasing, you know, um, he didn't have to be all up and down the fretboard. He could just talk to you real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, obviously Chris Cornell was a big one. Um, my brother actually got me into rock and roll. I was going to be a blues star. I, I swear to God I was going to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, it it was, it was it was Stevie Ray. It was the Allman Brothers, Hendrix, Clapton, Buddy Guy, and then Brent, my brother, got me into rock and roll. So, um, I wish I could have experienced more of some of the things I've seen with him. But uh, everyone has their own path, and I do thank him for getting getting me into rock and roll a bit. I'm going to take a little break from my conversation with Brandon Gibbs to tell you a little bit about Partake Brewing. Out in the land of Canada, these guys got non-alcoholic brewing down to a science or something. There's something in the water. They, whatever it is, they did it right. For those of you that know me, you guys know that I have stopped drinking. I've been sober for seven years. But recently... I was really curious about non-alcoholic beers and was turned on to partake. And man, I'll tell you what, I truly wish that back in the day when I was drinking, I would have partake because, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, all that amazing beer flavor and none of the hangovers, sign me up, man, sign me up. Now, I'm not telling anybody how to live or what to do, but if you guys are just down for some really kick-ass beer, not alcoholic or not, these guys are amazing. Plus, they have quite the variety. Let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about it. My personal favorite is the Pale Ale. They have an incredible IPA. They got blonde. They got ghost. They had red. They got a dark that is Awesome. And then they have limited editions like Lime and a a Hazy IPA and a Rattler. I'm telling you guys, it is incredible. And for those of you that are very health conscious, their calorie count, their carbohydrate count is so incredibly low. It would blow your mind. 
I'll tell you what, everybody. I am a non-alcoholic believer at this point in time. And uh, my drink of choice, Partake Beer. Incredible. From Partake Brewing. If you guys are interested and want to check it out, go to www.drinkpartake.com. That is www.drinkpartake.com. Go check it out. Let them know that Ken Valdez sent you. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. Before we get back into this interview with Brandon, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I am truly sorry. I apologize for the audio quality of this program today. It's not necessarily up to the standard that we have here. But, you know, this interview was so cool. And I'm going to also tell you that coming up on this next part of the interview, you're going to hear Brandon's connection gets a little funky because he actually had to go and plug in his phone. So please forgive us this time around, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation because he is such an interesting and awesome dude. So let's just go ahead, get back into this conversation with my friend Brandon Gibbs. You know, and, and then vocally, I, I I just love the way Greg, Greg are you an Allman Brothers fan? I am. I am. So... The Allman Brothers, um, again, I go back to the GOAT, Chris Cornell, you know. Right. Um, Steven Tyler, I mean, anybody that pushes, you know, that that pushes their voice. What's that cat from uh, The Darkness, Justin Hawkins? Oh, my gosh, that is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so outside the box that... um, I would just kind of keep my ear to the ground. Like I'm not going to just sing in one key. I'm going to change keys. Every song is going to be different. It's not going to be comfortable for me, but as an audience, you're going to hear that I am trying, you know, in some sort of way to challenge myself. So yeah, that's great, man. So we're going to go ahead and listen to your new single right now. It's called rich for life. Tell us a little bit about it. Rich for life. Okay. So, I was contacted by a lady in upstate New York. Her name is Jeanette. And um, she wanted me to write a song for her specifically to dance or to dance with her son at a wedding. And she was very serious about it to the point where she sent me to the studio. Um, I don't do a whole lot of that. You know, that's a very, that's a very out there request. And um, I took on the job and, uh, she was telling me a little bit about her son, how protective he is, how he doesn't like to be in the spotlight, how he just likes to protect his family and see them do well. And he just takes what he can get. And it reminded me a little bit of my father. My father uh, has some issues with his health, and but he's still the biggest fan, you know, ever. And um, he can't go to shows like he used to. And uh, so I thought I could combine the message here and create a thank you to my dad and also uh, give this woman exactly what she wants for her um, mother and son dance. And so that's the premise of Rich for Life. It's just a thank you for the, you know, the all set and the sure bet. That's what it is. Wonderful, man. So here it is. Brandon Gibbs, Rich for Life. Check it out. Let's take a moment and do this. 
this right This is your time, this is your night When I am weak, you grow strong Every hero needs a song If this was a picture, you'd be the frame You hold the beauty, you got our flame Just a wish unto the skies You see yourself from my eyes You're so
heard There It Is, Rich for Life by Brandon Gibbs, my guest today. Man, that's a beautiful tune. Absolutely. And again, just really, really strong melodic sense, man. The way that you write is fantastic. You know, you're not afraid to to really put not just lyrically your heart on your sleeve, but melodically as well. You really have something to say both musically and you know, with with your lyrics, very Thank strong, you. strong song, man. Wow, that means a that means a tremendous amount. Um, that was a work in progress, and the trick is, I guess, for me, is just lowering my shoulders and um, not trying to be uh, cool uh, and just being vulnerable, and um, and that has aligned more positive feedback saying things that people are afraid to say um you know occasionally i talk about how i'm thankful you know to to the lord for all these blessings uh i i've had a lot of grieving in my life and um i talk about what these people mean to me and sometimes you just gotta align those feelings put them in a song and it's going to resonate to someone that just doesn't know exactly how to say it but when they listen to it, it makes sense. And they go, he just said what I feel. And that's powerful. That's connection. And that's something that you have. So, I, again, I, I, I go back to what we were talking about earlier, about your sense of wanting to connect with your crowd. And you, sir, do it in so many different ways, which is fantastic. Musically, of course, like you said, you have a little something for everybody right you just kind of that that's just what you do you want to connect and i've seen you on stage man i've seen you on stage and you're a hell of a front man so of course oh, yeah, yeah yeah people are going to be drawn to it man and you're a great player so people are going to be drawn to that so uh, yeah you definitely have not just a the, the gift of music but the gift of connection and if there's something to be thankful for, man, there it is. And I think that, uh, that you're seeing it and, and you acknowledge it. You acknowledge it. I, I think that you do believe that, that you, you have that. And I've seen it with my own eyes and I'm hearing it with my own ears in this conversation. So it's, uh, you know, just a breath of fresh air to hear, you know, just somebody who, you know, is, is grateful. Right? I, I am grateful. I'm grateful for, you know, every, every day I wake up, put my feet on the floor and I look around and you know, music is what puts the, the warmth in our house and, and the air conditioning when we're hot and the food in the fridge. And um, it's just, uh, it's not, it doesn't go unnoticed. And um, I, I won't let it go unnoticed. Where do you see yourself going here in the near future? I, I, I love touring. Um, I, I would like to go out and perform these songs, you know, to, to more audiences. Um, I would like them to see a different side of me, which the, the, some of the new releases is a different side. And then I would just like to get back in the studio and continue releasing my, my life's work, kind of speaking a little bit more in the songs and, um, just, you know, like I'm a, I'm a big anti-bully, um, advocate, anti-suicide advocate. Um, I'm just trying to make, a song or a, a group of songs that makes people feel better. Now that, that isn't always, it's not going to be always so 
hopeful and religious, it could be to an adult to get the hell out of your house and go have the time of your life. Um, it's just, to me, it's just a little bit more about wellness. And, um, so that's kind of my goal. And, And if that takes me a little bit of time to, to align all that, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do and, um, I'm just enjoying it. enjoying the ride as they say. Absolutely. As you should, as you should. And again, you, you you got that good head on your shoulders and you're doing really important things and you're touching on things that, that some people just kind of shy away from being anti-bully, being anti-suicide and actually doing something about it. Thank you. That's and fantastic, I'm, man. I'm, I'm definitely trying. I started speaking at some high schools uh, before COVID, and um, I, I hope to get back at that. And it's just about supporting your brother, supporting your sister, and, um, man, have a great future. There is no reason to wake up pissed off, upset. Um, life changes like that. And, yeah. uh, just tomorrow's, be the best. A bra- tomorrow's a brand new day. Dude, be the best version of you. It's totally possible. Absolutely. Man, that's heavy. And I love it in such a good way. Such a good way. Man, well, we're coming down to the end here. And usually what we do at the end is just it's rapid fire kind of stuff. Okay, so right off the top of your head, I'm just going to ask you, you just go, you just go with it. Don't even think about it. You just go. All All right. right. All right. Top three singers. Uh, Greg Allman, Steven Tyler and Chris Cornell. Top three guitar players. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Joel Hoekstra, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Cool list. Top three records. Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) (laughs) Are are, are you experienced? Euphoria Morning. There we go. And uh, the last one will probably be Frampton Comes Alive. Oh, good call, man. All right. And the last one is this. If there's one song that you wish you wrote, what would it be? Oh, shoot. I would probably say <laughs> Dream On. Did Aerosmith write that whole song? Or was that I the- think so, man. I think Oops. so. I think it was I, it was Tyler just saying, like, I want to do something in this key because nobody does it in this key, and I want it to be minor and just moody. And, yeah. It was. It, you just hit the nail on the head. It was moody. It's just like you're, it was like you're sitting in a car while it's raining, and you're depressed and the stoplight's not turning green. And all of a sudden you hear those chords and you're like, shit, man, I can hang here all day. Ah, dude, totally. Totally. Man, so where can people find you? Uh, go to brandongibbsmusic.com. And we got merch. Uh, we have a little clothing line there. We have um, tour dates that we're building. And most importantly, um, we have songs. You can find us on Spotify. You can stream us there. I do a lot of funny youtube stuff some quirky stuff i love comedy um you can go to youtube but amazon itunes spotify um and then of course there's a there's a a link on our brandongibbsmusic.com where you can email us directly and we always try and get back facebook brandon gibbs um instagram b gibbs music well there you go y'all you guys got to check it out and of course you know his his collaborations are fantastic with some of the you know just best and baddest but as a solo performer, man, as a writer, as a guitar player, this guy is the real deal. And he has it all. And obviously, after this little interview, 
you can kind of tell that, you know, this guy has his head together, man. He's got a good <laughs> head on his shoulder. So there you, you go, man. I appreciate you doing this interview, my bro. Hey, man. Sorry. Sorry for all the little hiccups, but uh, <laughs> God, God bless the channel. Hey, well, there you have it. Another one is in the can. I want to thank my special guest this week, Brandon Gibbs. And didn't I tell you that his whole life, it's kind of like a movie, you know, growing up in small town Iowa and having the big rock and roll dreams and then those dreams just coming true? Man, it's it's a movie. Somebody somebody needs to make a movie about Brandon Gibbs' life, man. That's all there is. That's, that, you, somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. Anyway, go check out his music. Go check him out live. You guys won't be disappointed. And, I mean, you know, he's just a damn good dude, man. He's a really, really good guy. I also urge you guys to go check out my website. I'm a good guy, too, man. www.kenvaldez.com. Over there, you can find out about my music. I also got some tour dates coming up, everybody. I'd love to see y'all. You guys can also find out more about this here show. And, of course, there's links to my socials, and I would love to hear from all of you. So uh, hit me up over there, and I will get back to you guys as soon as I can. Also, if you like this show, hey, I'll tell you what. It takes a little bit of love to make this thing run. Go visit me at Venmo. My handle is at Ken Valdez. With a little bit of support, guests like Brandon can come on the show. And uh, it does take a little time and energy and money to make something like this go on. So every little bit helps. And, uh, of course, we love and appreciate you all. Well, there you go, everybody. Until next time, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.